Hey, fellas, the journey continues, okay? That's number 10. All right, that's number 10. Now, this is a resilient bunch. Sometimes you try to prove how resilient you are, okay, in the last fourth quarter there. Okay, but take care of our business, and that's what we did today. Defensively, two takeaways, JOK and Duran. Three sacks, two by the captain, number 99. Oh, I love, man. I love each and every one of y'all, man. Let's just keep going. Back. Come on, man. Let's just keep going, man. This one up. We went one and no this week. So, man, let's just keep it going, baby. Get to the playoff. Yeah, sir. Playoff. 27 to 42. 368 yards and three, three touchdowns. Brown's record. Uh-oh. 11 catches, two touchdowns by number two. Hey, man. Hey, let's keep going 1-0 every week, bro. When we play our brand of football, nobody could play with us, man. I love you, boy. Good teams win on Sunday, like I said, and turn around and win on Thursday. Good teams win on Sunday, turn around and win on Thursday. Now, you win on Thursday, you've earned that second season. That's what's, that's what's at stake right now. You win on Thursday, you earn it. You grab that ticket, okay? So that's what's in front of us. But it's, hey, it's time to go to work, and that thing is right there for us to go grab. You know how we're gonna do it? By going one and oh on Thursday night. Team on three, one, two, three. Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to Victory Tuesday. Hopefully you guys all had a great Christmas. Uh, Christmas came early for the Browns fans in the world, getting a huge 36-22 win over the Houston Texans down in Houston wasn't as close as the final score indicated. It was pretty much an old school beatdown for three and a half quarters. Uh, Happy to be back in the studio with the dogs today, day after Christmas. Happy to be here with all of you in the chat. Uh, Hopefully you guys had a great Christmas. We're switching things up a little bit today. John is not only going to sit here and not talk, he's also going to control (laughs) the cameras. No, we're going to get John's input today, but he is controlling the cameras. We're switching it up a little bit. We're giving him a little bit more responsibility. We like what he's been doing. Uh, (laughs) Well, and also with the new studio, I haven't had an opportunity to get the other camera set up. You guys remember from the old studio, if you watched the show before, we had multiple camera angles. Just haven't had an opportunity to get them up. I needed a couple extra cords. Got him. This is also going to be my last episode. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking this this big paycheck for being a camera operator and running into the sunset after this one. Uh, So we we get get some tank of gas. (laughs) See how far it gets me. If we uh, if we get some wonky uh, camera angles tonight, it's for John. But he's 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 in his ninety day probationary period. But there's a lot of hope uh, in management that he's really going to be the guy for the job here. Let's go one to know tonight, John. Let's go one to know. If you do, we'll give you. We'll we'll do like a. Kevin Stefanski uh, victory speech for you. I like this button. This is one. Yeah. When we do our one. brand of camera operating, nobody can nobody can podcast with us. What is our brand? <laughs> I didn't get a rundown. It's late. Uh, uh, so obviously, big win for the Browns. We love messing with John here, as you guys all know. Uh, but as we're letting this chat fill up, I want to remind you guys: if you want to get your voicemails and your intros on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, Tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. While you're there, you can also check out the merch store we still have our whatever effing takes t-shirts and every week i feel like that that mantra just becomes more and more apparent i mean d'anthony bell is doing kickoffs whatever it freaking takes yeah you know what i mean just uh that's what this team does this is kind of what they've embodied throughout the season uh so those t-shirts are still out there you can find the merch store through the the uh, website thedogspodcast.com right after you get done leaving us an intro and a voicemail so you can hear yourself on the show that's taking the world or at least our world's by storm. <laughs> uh, so uh, again, we're getting into everything that had to do with the game, uh, the 
highs and the lows, the highs being our passing game, the lows being our running game. Uh, there's some a lot of stuff to get into, what happened there in the fourth quarter, why it becomes such a game. We're going to break down everything, give you our thoughts, get your guys' thoughts. we got some voicemails to get to. Uh, while we're letting the chat fill up, though, remember, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss any of the new content we're putting out. Uh, somebody posted our video on Reddit. Uh, I saw, so that was pretty cool. We appreciate that. If you're watching, you're the person who put it on Reddit. Uh, we appreciate that. That was one of the, the midweek episodes I think Josh put out or DF somebody. Uh, so that person obviously had the notification bell tapped because uh, <laughs> they, they got the notification that there's an episode out and they went and put it on Reddit. So we appreciate that. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the episode, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on there. If you feel so obliged, it helps us out. We're trying to grow all these platforms uh, throughout this season and heading into the postseason hopefully. Uh, lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page, access to the private discord, which is the highlight extra episode every week that you get to be a part of. Uh, we do dog uh, pack member of the month, which we were supposed to give away three tonight from the last three months. And we were supposed to be reminded by a discord member and they didn't. So ah, it wasn't on us. Yes. <laughs> so we will do that. Even if we don't do it on an episode, we might just have to jump in the discord and do a quick giveaway uh, tonight or something because we are way behind on that, but we're going to be giving away. I think the people want the, whatever it effing takes t-shirts. Now we were doing the, uh, the podcaster that or. Brownie nice. the Elf podcaster shirts. Say that five times fast. <laughs> now we're going to give away the whatever it having takes t-shirts. So if you want a chance to get one of those, jump into the dog pack. Maybe you'll be dog pack member of the month. Uh, it's just a good time for everybody involved. So if, if you want to win some merch, play some fantasy football with the dogs, get an extra episode every week, uh, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. Uh, so great win for the Browns. Uh, a, uh, a win in which if a couple things would have went our way, we could have clinched. The league never seems to want to do the Browns any favors. Um, like like last night, the, the the Niners just decided to play their worst football game of all time. You know what I mean? Pretty much, I don't see Baltimore losing to Miami or, or Pittsburgh. So, in my opinion, let's just clinch on Thursday and get these guys some rest um, heading into the postseason. Uh, we're going to do a preview episode of the Jets game on this live since it's on Thursday. So whenever I'm going to have like a weird pause and kind of tell you what's going on, that's just so we can cut it off so we can put this on YouTube later. And then we're going to go into our preview. So stick around for Texans reaction plus uh, Jets preview coming to you all in one episode tonight. You guys are super lucky. Let them know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so great, great win for the Browns went down into Houston, a game in which I know like they had some injuries, but I don't, I don't really care anymore if other teams have injuries because we came into this game 26% of the team on IR and oh during this game you're going to lose your kicker who has been the best kicker in football mm -hmm. this year oh and you're going to then lose your punter and your your backup strong safety is going to have to do a kickoff in this game like when it rains, it pours for the injuries in Cleveland and we just keep answering the bell different guys just keep doing different things on the, the play that D'Anthony Bell did the kickoff, he made the tackle. Absolutely, yep. he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know damn well he did. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I, I texted him just, I'm just pumped that it, it sucks that it's taking so many injuries for him to get his chance to really put his stamp on this season. But the guy has been given an opportunity because of these injuries, and he's shown he belongs on an NFL football field. Yes. He can play meaningful minutes on your defense. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's all over the field. I, I, in the last two weeks, I thought he was going to have 10 picks at one point. In the last six minutes of that game, he almost had five. Yeah, I mean, he's all over the field. That hit he put on Schultz. Oh, textbook. Knocked him out of the game for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's why they call him the hitman. Yeah, that's I mean, right. Yeah, and he oh, he laid the word on that one. It was. Uh, so I just love seeing this guy go out and perform. We, we had a chance to meet him virtually when he first signed with the Browns. He didn't mm. even know if he was going to make the roster. He was an you know, undrafted free agent out of a smaller college. And it, we were just kind of blown away with how humble he was, how nice he was. He gave us his time. Uh, he's stayed in contact without a, with us. If I was him, I would have told us to piss off so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> then we yeah. met him up at training camp yeah, this year. You know what I mean? He's gotten us tickets to a game. Like he's just been like the most 
down to earth, humble guy. Um, and he's getting an opportunity and he's, he's showing out on the biggest stage on a, on a team that's got a chance, like a, a very 99.9% chance to be playing playoff football this year. So I wanted to give him a shout out at the start of this episode because it's been awesome getting to see him do his thing uh, for the defense. And we're always appreciative of his time. And like I said, I would, I would have quit answering my text messages months and months ago <laughs> and the dude always answers. So we, again, we always appreciate that guy. Um, I don't think you can talk about this game without talking about Amari Cooper. Yes, please. Should I hit the Blake button real quick? No, you go ahead. Why don't we hit the John button? Let's get your, yeah, what? John, what are your impressions? Cause you, well, you, you text me. So John, John texts me. He, he has to watch the game with, for lack of a better term, boomers okay. who, who at times will say things to John that are just, they just, don't scream, I like the Browns. Oh, you want me to tell that story? Yeah, go ahead, and then give us your thoughts on Cooper. Yeah, I was watching the game with my dad, and my <laughs> uncle was up there for the holidays, and I don't know what story you were talking about. My, my dad says, hey, who's the uh, Browns punter? So this Bohorquiz. And my uncle goes, it's Colquitz. <laughs> with an S. <laughs> with an S. <laughs> And I was like, oh my goodness. So oh, they no. got people, I mean, he's complaining about the play calling. I think John's dad doesn't think Kevin Stefanski should be a play caller in the NFL. Just he's, so, he's, Kevin's growing on my dad, but uh, oh, so he, well, that's good. So to put things in perspective, John's watching these games under stressful circumstances. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to hear what was your take and just the, the John Nye household take on Amari Cooper this week. Um, Amari Cooper is. Um, he's kind of OP. <laughs> I, I really, I love he's the Amari. meta right now. <laughs> you duty players goaded. <laughs> um, Amari's awesome though. Amari does everything right. Uh, such a good route runner, insane hands. Um, I think my dad said it looks like he's got glue on his fingers. Every time the ball gets there, he's, he's just insane. Uh, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about. Amari, obviously, and Brown's record. Kind of sad to see the Josh Gordon record finally. Go. I know. <laughs> it's like bittersweet, but records are made to be broken. Um, and let's see. He could uh, go for 200 next week, and I think Josh Gordon's the only Brown to ever do that, right? I think that is a fair statement. If he so. goes for over 200 against the Jets, I'm, I'm really hoping the Jets defense is just in like give an up mode, which we're going to get to that. But mm -hmm. um, that'd be a tough task. Uh, your guys, Amari Cooper, I know you guys got some numbers. Yeah, so uh, he's the third, uh, well, he's the first guy to have over 200 yards on three different teams now, Raiders, um, Cowboys, and now the Browns. I thought he was the second guy to do that. The second, oh, was it two? I thought he was the first. I thought it was it Tim and Terrell Owens. I thought he was the first guy to do it on three different on teams. On three different oh, teams. okay. Um, super impressive, though. I We kind of talked about it when they were mentioning, you know, him coming up on Josh Gordon. I was like, oh, man, that's... Whew. Man, that's that was like the lone bright spot other than Josh Cribbs, like in my entire life. Like that, <laughs> that, that, that game. 12 game window, 14 <laughs> yeah. game window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um it was crazy. Uh, literally everything um he's he's just so undervalued. Even the teams that have let him go, I just feel like he's just very unappreciated. You know what I mean? We got him for a fifth. Yeah. A fifth. And the Raiders basically just kind of just stopped giving him the ball. You know, obviously uh, Cowboys gave up a first, which he's well worth a first, but we got to steal for him. And then he just, he does everything so well. Like John said, elite route runner, one of the best route runners in the league. He, we talked about it on discord. Some of the catches that he made, it was like, it was a resume. He had the high point ball. He had the two toe, you know, two toe tap insane catch. He had the just break away, you know, just, I'm going to dominate the guy. It, it was, yeah, I the, very rarely I've seen anything like let that. Let me catch a bomb touchdown through PI. Yeah, no kidding. Like, he was incredible. He's unstoppable. Yeah, he, that's he, a good they, they had no answer for him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, over 265 yards of Joe Flacco's 368, was it? Yes. Um, were to him. On 11 yeah. catches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? what? On, wasn't it 11 of 11 on 11 Fif targets? 15 targets. 15 targets. <laughs> God. That's a decent catch rate. Um, he he's he's so undervalued, like you said. Yes. The fact that we got him for a fifth, and they were the Cowboys were willing to just basically like get him out of the building for twenty reason. million. Not worth it. We're good. And the guy just goes to work. Doesn't he's, say he's, a word. The, he's the he's the Nick Chubb of wide yes. receivers. Yes, he does it. He just goes to work. He's not flashy. He just lunch pail. I'm going to go catch for two sixty five today and put the team on my back and. You can try to stop me, but you won't have an answer. 
Uh, that that catch on the sideline went fourth down. Oh my yep. god, dude! The whole play was crazy, but like the catch was insane. It's just he does like you said. It was like a resume. The high he he does everything. Yes, every he does it all so well. He he is available. Everybody talked about his injury history. He's no. available. <laughs> Are we going to bring that up? You know what I mean. He's <laughs> I don't av- have to. He's just av- he's available. I will say this: the Browns have just gotten of all the injuries they've had. The fact they've been able to at least keep the wide receiver core together has definitely helped when we've had to go to all these different quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least like these guys are all on the same page in in healthy. So hopefully I didn't just jinx it. Knock on wood. Um, you can't talk about Amari Flack uh, Cooper's game then without also mentioning Joe Flacco. Yeah. 27 of 42, 368 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. The one pick I didn't even care about, that was just because we didn't have a kicker. Yes. Time's running out. Yep. And it's just uh, just put it up and see if somebody can make a play. Mm-hmm. I know the, the the one pick, some people said it was an arm punt. You don't arm punt on, I think it was second down, though. <laughs> and if our, we didn't have a, a great defensive effort, that would have been a chance for them to go down and get points before the half, kind of steal some momentum heading into halftime. So I didn't love that pick. I don't love any picks. But the, the, the one in the end zone right before the half, I mean, I'd rather him just throw it up and see if somebody can make a play than take a sack or throw right. it out of bounds or something. Um, I think if there's one spot of Joe's game so far, it's just the turnovers. And I think with the high like number of passes we have to throw every game because our run game, we'll get to the run game, but it's gone. I mean, this guy has not played football up until the last three weeks. So, yeah, he's going to be a little more turnover prone, I think, because he's still getting acclimated to the offense, the team, his teammates, the receivers, everything, the flow of what Kevin's trying to do offensively, and he's doing a great job at it. But I think, like I said, with the high number of passes, you're going to get high opportunity for turnovers and you've seen that because i mean seven picks in four games is that's 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 a lot lot. (laughs) we mentioned it though out of those the two interceptions no points came off of it right so does it to me i'm like if you're gonna if you're gonna have turnovers oh well like you said it. we said two turnovers a game at minimum if we can just keep it to that and not do it in inopportune spots on the field and not give them straight up points off of it then i think we'll be okay and we were he's turning back the clock though sorry john go ahead big dog yeah no one or both of those picks i can't remember because we couldn't kick a field goal yes one yep the one yep at least well but the second one right uh was that the one before half we, yes. we should have been able to kick a field goal, but we, we had no kicker. Yeah, we had no kicker. Right. I would have let D Bell try. I was screaming. Well, one, I thought we had a back. I thought the punter could at least. Yeah, I be thought a Corey could, could kick. Um, but like right there before the end of the half, like if you miss it, it's not for field position or anything. I would have just let D Bell try the field goal. And I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and just and just see. And if it looked awful, you know, okay, rest of the game, we don't have that. But if he puts it right down the middle, then okay, back pocket, something crazy happens in this game anything 20 and in or something, or if we really need an extra point, yeah. maybe I can let this guy try it. I thought that would have been a good opportunity to, to see what he could do. But then again, if he's, if he's not even an emergency kicker, they don't have timing down, you know, like who knows if he's ever even practiced with the field goal unit. So right. I guess there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that, that I don't know, but just in the spur of the moment, I was like, man, just let the guy try it once. But there's so much more that I don't have enough information on to like be screaming about it. But the fan in me was like, man, let D-Bell kick a field goal. That'd I think cool. you, you practice your like last second, you know, shot to the end zone plays a lot more than you practice your backup undrafted safety kicking field goals. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I <laughs> yes. think Kevin probably did feel a lot more confident. Like, hey, let's at least take one of our plays that we know that we can run and, and give it a shot. So. Um, so another thing I think we all talked about going into this game that this was going to be on the defense. Yep. Essentially it was if the defense travels and the defensive line shows up for honestly, maybe the first time on the road this year, the Browns can win this game. And man, did they show up? They, they, they yeah. uh, so Singletary had nine carries for 44 yards. We said, don't let this guy do- dominate us. He had, he had a couple catches and some screens, but overall we took him out of the game for the he most part. Couple, we did that by getting up big, a couple big plays that were thankfully called back on holding calls. So that was good. But some, I was screaming during those big plays. I'm like, there he goes. They're letting him break free. But, <laughs> Thankfully, they got called back, so yeah, that was good. And it was our special teams that gave up the one touchdown. Yeah, they didn't. I, did our first string defense give up a touchdown? Not oh, a point. No. So that was something we were talking about today. The Houston Texans offense did not get into the Cleveland Browns territory on the field until seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter when our backups were in. They didn't give up a point until 
six minutes to go in the game. Like Houston's offense generated nothing. And I know they, they were playing Case Keenum, but Singletary's been playing really, really well lately. They had Noah Brown. They had Nico Collins. They had Dalton Schultz, who's, a, who's been a very good tight end. Yes. And Keenum's played high-level football in he this He just league. went for 200-plus and an overtime win the week before. Uh, yeah, you know, and Davis Mills has even played decent football mm-hmm. at times. So um, it's not like they weren't doing it. We just did it to a team that was 8-6. and six. Yeah, and I understand they had injuries, but nobody's more injured than us. Yeah, that d- right. that doesn't fly with Browns. Yeah, you can you can say, well, we had to play Case Keenum. We had to play Joe Flacco. <laughs> he wasn't right. even on our team to start. At least Case has been there all year. Yeah, and, and so I kind of went with with talking about the Flacco thing. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk for a minute. Is Stefanski's offense still a high school offense? I'm asking, you know, for a friend because. <laughs> um, Everybody, I keep saying, he, seeing a lot of people say, well, we didn't know Joe Flacco was going to come in and, and, and save you guys this year. Joe Flacco isn't as good as he's showing right now, most likely. Okay? This is a lot of coaching. And, and credit to Joe. He's playing well, and he's putting the ball where it needs to be. But Joe Flacco was not in the league this year. He's on his couch. He couldn't play, get on the field for the Jets last year at Zach Wilson. Uh, he's been a journeyman for the last, you know, four or five years. And everybody, when we signed him, said there's a reason he's been on the couch. So then you can't turn around and tell me, well, Joe Flacco is so good. Maybe the Browns have great coaches. Maybe Kevin Stefanski knows what he's doing. Maybe he can call plays. Uh, we did win a game, what, with P.J. Walker and, yeah. and Orion Thompson Robinson. So, yeah, and Jacoby Reset. <laughs> there's a trend here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's so a not, trend. not to take away credit from Joe Flacco, but do you think if Joe Flacco went to the Jets, if they would have called him this year, do you think he'd be doing this for the Jets? No. 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 He would, he'd look lost. They'd be flip-flopping flopping back and forth between him and Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. There is a reason he was able to come onto this team and just slide in and start throwing bombs. Kevin Stefanski knows what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. Is he perfect at, all the time? No. Is there th- I wish we'd do more pre-snap motion and stuff like that. Yes. But he knows what he's doing, and he can call an offense. I saw uh, since Joe Flacco has come in, uh, let me pull up this picture. I had some stats for the Browns um, offense. I, I got to get through all the pictures of my child. Uh, <laughs> the Browns are fourth in total yards, fifth in points, and third in touchdowns per game over the last three weeks, and we have zero run game. Okay? <laughs> yes, so, it's very true. Everybody, Kevin Stefanski, I think I saw, now has the lowest odds to be coach of the year, or highest odds. Okay. To be coach of the year. If, he, if we clinch with a week to go, just hand the guy the award. It, just, just give it to him. Because there isn't anybody. I've heard Dan Campbell's name get thrown around. Again, I'm a huge Dan Campbell fan. But he's had his entire team basically healthy all year. Oh, they lost David Montgomery for some games. Oh, they got to bring in their top 10 running back pick who, you know. And everybody picked them to win a lot of games. Yes, and they were picked to win the division. They were picked to be great. Yes. Some people picked us with a healthy roster to win six games. Imagine what they would have picked if uh, they knew Chubb and Deshaun would be out. Yeah. Three games. Maybe. If you would ask me that, I'm (laughs) round optimist, man. I'm like, no matter what, we'll be okay. If you would have told me we're going to lose both those guys, Oh, man. And we're starting third string tackles. Yeah. And we don't have a punter or a kicker. <laughs> yeah. And, and just Ford's actually not that good. The list goes on. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's incredible. No, I told, I, I, oh, good. No, no, you got it. I told Josh just during Discord, we were talking to the guys. I said, this is like a perfect marriage right now, you're seeing, like with Joe Flacco and coach. Like, this is perfect. This is like stars aligning. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> Joe Flacco is being elevated off of the coaching, but. I mean, it's well, and you see, it's his experience. Yeah, it's it's he's played at a high level before for a long stretch of time, and he's got so much experience that he can come in late in the season like this with a guy like Kevin Stefanski and instantly be like, "Oh, I got, I got what you're doing here. I can, I can do this." And then as soon as they turn things around, DTR goes in the game in the fourth quarter. It's like, holy shit, get him back out because he sucks. Like you, you see the experience level. Like DTR taking a sack on fourth down. Like, dude, we're within the thirty, you know, thirty yards in. If, it, if you're not, not going to make the player get sacked, just throw the ball somewhere. Just throw it. Don't take the sack and give them better field position. In his defense, he didn't have a lot of time to make that No, decision. I understand. But I, I think a ex, more experienced quarterback would know, like, just get rid of it. Just turf it something. Speaking and of And that's where he got hurt. Yeah. How bad does it? So we can't even yes. put our backups in the game to, to close it out without 
losing the backup quarterback for the yeah, yeah for us for, the for probably the rest of the year yeah probably the rest of the year and it's it's i know he wasn't doing a ton but i loved having him in the back pocket for those oh, little yeah. wrinkles yes. the two-point conversion you kept talking about all the stuff we could potentially see him do and i was excited to see when it finally started to Yes, because we were still kind of just using him sparingly. And I don't setting like, things up. You, I don't think you can do that, PJ Walker. Hell no, you he's can't not do to that be trusted. Walker. Like you can't, you can't put PJ Walker in and say you're just running quarterback sweep here because who knows where he'll throw it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it'll be that Niners game all over again where where Stefanski, you know, they called the play and said you do not throw it. You're just running it here, and he still almost threw the pick. Yeah, like so. Yep. I don't think we're going to see any more like the the gadget plays and that kind of stuff. Um, so, and I'd be interested to see, like, are we going to go sign a third quarterback or did we already do it? I didn't, I didn't see. There's nothing today, right? Um, so far, it's just DJ Walker. I'm sure they'll add somebody to the practice squad. At least we got to have the got emergency. To. Yeah. Got to. Got so it. that, that sucks. Uh, I do want to talk about, I've, I've seen a lot of chatter in, and my dad was one of these people. I got into a big argument with him about, he says, uh, Joe Flacco is better than Deshaun, which oh, is boy. silly to me, but it, say Joe Flacco even if we don't go to the the Super Bowl, okay, because that's still a, t- a tough task with all the with the injuries. But if we go, if we clinch a week early, and then we go into Jacksonville and we beat Jacksonville, and we're playing in the divisional round, and say we lose there in a, in a close game on the road, I think the Browns, like I obviously know Deshaun is better, and I and Deshaun was turning the corner, but man, they're in a tough spot now because if you send Joe Flacco packing. And week one next year, Deshaun comes out and throws for 150, and he's throwing five balls into the dirt. It is going to be the shitstorm of a lifetime. We talked about it. We talked about it right we before did. we came on. We said we weren't <laughs> going to talk about it, but, but we're going to talk, <laughs> talk about it. We're talking about it because you brought it up. So here's my thing, right? I think with how well Joe Flacco is playing, you, if he wants to, if he wants to continue playing. I think you got to offer him some kind of contract to just come in and just be the backup guy. And I'm, and Josh was like, well, Hey, are you worried about the noise over the shoulder kind of stuff? And I said, it's Deshaun Watson. He can't be nervous about who's over his shoulder. Yeah, but do you do that to your franchise? I, so here's the thing is as Browns fans, the fan base would be, we have to, we have to just trust the process. I, you know what I mean? Look at how many injuries have happened at quarterback this year, including our own. I think that you have to just literally just if you can bring him back and then you can also have him in almost like a mentoring role to DTR and even to Deshaun, you know what I mean? And this system, I think that I, I don't like look at it as for me, I'm like Deshaun's the guy moving forward. Obviously the money you the money is on Deshaun. Obviously we paid all that money draft picks. He has to be the guy. I think as a fan base, we have to just chill and the first time that he doesn't have a great series. We can't be booing and well, that, bring Flacco in. Well, I'm telling you, week one, if Joe Flacco's on this roster and if Deshaun throws a first quarter pick, it will be raining boos and chanting Joe six minutes into the first. Well, mm-hmm. We better go get it'll Zach be, Wilson and Max Duggan. To it'll be our be, backup that's, guys. That's, that's all I'm saying. Is that's I what just, we should do. And two, if he plays this well, Joe Flacco is not going to sign to be the backup. I, what? There, I think that's gonna, fair. He'll go to a team that that's needs fair. a quarterback yes. that's going to give him a chance to start. Yeah. One thing that I talked about with the Discord guys was, you know, there's a, there is a difference between Joe Flacco and the Browns offense in this part of the year and Deshaun Watson early on, because early on we still had a run game. Deshaun brings that other level of, you know, can he run the ball? Is he going to, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. So, there's, I just don't know how anybody can say outside of just straight up hating with any confidence that there's no way Deshaun would be able to do what Joe Flacco's doing. I mean, I, Deshaun Watson's thrown for 300 yards before. Deshaun Watson can go out there and rip it and lead a passing attack. So, you know, if if the run game was like it is now and Deshaun Watson was the quarterback, we'd still have to throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Joe. No, Joe's right, getting yeah. the job done and he's doing it very well. And I'm loving every second of it. No, I, he was turning the corner. I mean, his last game he played, he went 14 for 14 in the second half against the Ravens. Broken to lead, shoulder. To lead a comeback with a broken shoulder. His last three full healthy games, like what, 68% completion percentage? Or 80% like adjusted, which is uh, what I like. And I only care about what actually happened. <laughs> what does the adjusted do? It takes out like spike balls, throwaways, stuff that, or drop passes from receivers. I guess. I just, uh, and uh, five touchdowns, one pick, and he was three and L. 
So he was turning the corner, and I'm, I'm convinced of that. Now, I do think Deshaun's got to study maybe some of what Joe has done in this play-action-type offense. I think there's things he can take away. I also think Stefanski has to look in the mirror and be like, okay, Deshaun isn't Joe. Maybe I do need to cater some things to Deshaun because he is going to be the quarterback for the next three to four years. And I think it's, you're gonna, there's going to have to be a little bit of a hybrid. You know, like you're going to have to meet in the middle. Yes. Because um, again, I don't know if you can, I I don't have the answers. I don't know if you can have Joe Flacco on this roster next year, unless he's going to be the starter. Because again, one interception and we wanted, and people were screaming for DTR. Yeah. And one thing with Joe Flacco and Deshaun to remember, Joe Flacco will be 39. Yes. yes. You know, and, and I know he's playing great right now. It's been four games we have not seen. Can, Can Joe Flacco hold up for a whole season? Those are the kind of questions. If you're, you know, clamoring for that, you got to ask yourself those things. Deshaun's twenty eight; he's young. I mean, he's the guy. I like what Owen said in the chat. Let me see if I can find. He said Watson with the full season this year might just have been the MVP discussion. I mean, you don't know. You have no idea how the season would have unfolded. Unfortunately, he got that shoulder injury in week three. Yep. So I mean, it was kind of a lost season, which sucks. But right after that, the next one, hey, he was five and one in the starts. I, I say four and one because. The Colts game doesn't really count. He threw five passes. Yeah. Still four and one. Like you said, Blake, in his last three games, three and oh, putting up great numbers, good stats, leading a comeback in Baltimore. Like that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, I saw something here said, why wasn't DW doing it then? Again, we just, I feel like we we just talked about about it. He, he, why didn't he, how many 300 yards game or 300 yard games did he have? The Tennessee game, 100% should have been 300 yards. Easy. He, the, Amari Cooper was inbounds by 15 feet and they called him out of bounds. <laughs> yep. Okay. So um, in, in Arizona, he didn't play the last quarter and a half. Right. You know? So uh, yeah, I, I, is Deshaun going forward? And I understand what you're saying, Justin, because you want to have a good backup. Yes. I just, it's one, it's the same reason Tebow couldn't get on a team anywhere after Denver. Uh, it's the same reason why a lot of these guys, you know, now it's been forever, but immediately after all of the stuff, Kaepernick couldn't get on it. Colin Kaepernick was 100% good enough to be a backup quarterback somewhere, but you can't, your backup quarterback has to be the guy who's standing right there in the room and you don't know he's there. Your backup quarterback needs to know he's the backup quarterback. Yes. And I think Joe mentally would be okay, but this fan right. base mentally would not be. Yeah, there's I nothing, there's I nothing about agree. this fan base, and I love you guys, that tells me we could mentally handle Joe Flacco sitting on the bench and Deshaun Watson having like a not great game. It would be DTR had to come get stomped by the Ravens just for people to quit talking about bringing him in. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So we, we, we could mentally handle that. This episode is brought to you by Omaha steaks. Browns fans. We got a great Christmas Eve gift from the Browns with that beat down over the Texans. And if you missed out on getting Omaha steaks holiday sale before Christmas, don't worry. Because the gifts continue to flow at omahasteaks.com. Head over there and enjoy the end of season event, 50% off site-wide sale. And remember to use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get an extra $30 off your order. These 50% off site-wide sales don't happen all year round. I know we just had the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. We had the Christmas holiday special, and now we have the end of season event. But now's the time, guys. If you have not taken advantage of the 50% off site-wide at Omaha Steaks yet this season, this is it. Get there for the end of season sale ahead of the new year and get all these great deals, these great meats. I'm telling you guys, this is the absolute best value you're going to get for this quality of meat. It's unbelievable. The food is so delicious. I just talked to my brother over the holidays. I got him the the top sirloin steaks for Christmas. They grilled them up the other night. Loved them. They've got chicken, brats, burgers, jumbo franks. The desserts are incredible. They've got ready to eat meals. They've got seafood, anything that you want. They've got it ready for you. And right now, 50% off site-wide end of season event. And like I said before, make sure you use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out to get yourself an extra $30 off your order. We want to wish everyone out there a safe and happy new year as the Browns get ready to embark on a playoff journey in 2024. Minimum order may be required. 
I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about that, but it's just something, some things I've been seeing online and stuff that I wanted to talk about. Cause again, it almost meant it ended me and my father's relationship this past week. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> it wasn't that serious. You want to talk about it? Actually we do. I keep forgetting. We have these voicemails to play, but, yeah, but let's talk about one more controversial thing that I don't think is very controversial, but a lot of these idiots online are talking about how miles Garrett's not getting any sacks in his last few games. And again, Sunday, no sacks yet again. And I went in and looked at the, the pressure statistics he had a 43.3 percent pass rush win rate this week no sacks but almost 50 percent win rate on his pass rush that was by far the most in the nfl this week by any edge rusher the next best was 34.8 i mean he's blowing guys out of the water he had eight pressures that was second in the entire league i mean and he went up against an all pro yeah in, in tunsil yeah I mean, was, we got the message from nick too that he's 26 pressures the last three weeks first in the league I'd there like to go. see him get home on some of these for sure. Um, but if you don't think Miles Garrett's impacting the game, go ask the other team's offensive coordinator who they're scheming around. Right. Who, who got home a couple times in this one instead? Zedarius. Zedarius. And he's you know, been, and he's another guy. People are like, well, he's not getting any sacks this year. Well, here you go. Now you're starting to see the impact of these other guys getting to the quarterback. I also think there's, there, it's a no coincidence that he hasn't had a sack since his arm got busted up. True. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he has great range of motion and stuff like that to, like, if he's within arm's reach and be able to reach out and grab him with one arm, I don't think he's doing that anymore. Well, and we've also detailed how he's getting tackled, not just held, but tackled. Has he? Has And I know, like, again, all these guys are dealing with it, but I don't think Miles has had a holding call called in his favor, like, in three weeks. I don't think so. Like, were any of these ones in this game, in his, like, a, where he was the one being held? I don't think so. I don't think he. I don't think he's had a holding call since Jacksonville. So the Jacksonville game, this game, and uh, who'd we play in between? Who'd we just play? Oh, the Bears. The Bears. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he has a holding call in three games. It's that's unbelievable. Micah Parsons hasn't had a holding call called for him. I saw it's like forty quarters or something. Yeah, and I've that's seen crazy. the pictures posted online about him where he's got two guys grabbing here and here. Yes. <laughs> it's like so again, okay. if anybody is watching this and or we post a clip on Twitter and you're from another fan base, we're not saying that Miles Garrett is the only one getting out. Absolutely not. It's all of it's it's atrocious league wide. It's bad. Micah Parsons is one of the best pass rushers I ever watched in my life. How can he can go almost forty quarters, ten games? without having a holding call called in his favor. I'm pretty sure that's the number I saw. If I'm wrong, somebody can tell me, but I, I, that, is, that is insane. It's criminal. I mean, it's, it's, di it's different standards, different rules for different positions is what it is. Yes. Holding is clearly not holding against tackles or whatever when you've got an a elite pass rusher. Yeah. All right, you guys want to hear from Jonathan real quick? Yes. Yeah, Jonathan. What's going on, Browns fans? Woo! Got another W. Hot dang. Flacco <laughs> laying down the smacko in Texas. I did not expect the score to be that big, uh, that big of a difference if I can get my words together. I'm so excited. I don't even know how to talk anymore. Hot dang. Let's go. <laughs> I wish we were playing the Steelers one more time just so we could punch them in the mouth, but, you know, I'll settle for what we got coming up. Anyways, <laughs> go Browns. <laughs> I, I like love Jonathan. that excitement, man. <laughs> I like Jonathan. That was good. That was hot dang. That might be a new uh, catchphrase of the show. I like we should that. make a hot. We should, hot we should make a hot dang sound quote. Yeah. Using John's voice. Yeah. Okay. Hot dang. And then John, we're going to, we're going to, you take that. Yes. Hopefully you're okay with this. Yes. If not, we're doing email it. us and tell us not to do it. We're going to make you a sound. We're going to make you a sound bite. And whenever cool things happen on the show, we're going to hot dang. Hot, hot dang. dang. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's a good voicemail. Yeah. That's going to keep John coming back. He's never going to stop watching the show now. Yeah. Voice out there. When I was watching this game and we're and we're like we're basically taking them behind the woodshed. I'm going. We're watching a team that is like, despite the injuries, we are forming into and like gelling and peaking and coming into our own right at the right time. Yes. Like you watch, you saw one team like te the Texans have had a great season compared to what they're expected to do. Uh, but the injuries, you know, bug he's caught them a little bit. They're a little young. They're not, they're not able to, to overcome that. You saw one team who's maybe going backwards a little bit. And one team that is just full set. Yes. We're, we're, <laughs> we have arrived. That's what it felt like. 
Um, nobody wants to play Cleveland and, and there's Ravens fans in here who say they want to, but be careful what you wish for. Cause yeah. we just, you might have to yeah. literally beat your ass on your own home field, like a month and a half ago or a month ago with a quarterback with a broken shoulder. And I keep telling everybody, Lamar Jackson does not have a great track record in the playoffs. That's why <laughs> I don't even favorite. care about that. He called him, uh, uh, he, he said one and done as usual in the playoffs. That's what Aaron Butler had to say. We have the same amount of playoff wins yeah. in the last, what, five to six so years? So is he talking about Baltimore Ten, yeah, or Cleveland? I think it's the last, it's the last <laughs> yeah. ask, Who are you talking about? Ask the other fan bases to run the league, one and done in the playoffs, as usual. Guess who we're talking mm. about? They probably would <laughs> be like, hmm, I think the Ravens, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know, too, that I do have this question. Ravens fans are constantly in our, our chat, in our mentions, in, on, on YouTube, to, to Browns fans, if there are any out there who watch Ravens content, if there is any, I don't know if you know they have the bandwidth or the brain power to make content. <laughs> um, but are Browns fans in Ravens content like chatting about the Browns, or is this just like are Ravens fans just so insecure that like, that you immediately run to other teams' chats to talk? Like I used to hear this saying. Like the loudest guy in the room is typically probably like the most insecure guy. Like the dude who's like the badass you don't want to fuck with is probably like the quiet guy in the corner who's just sitting there observing. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> the, true. The, in this the, situation. Guy, <laughs> the guy who's like up being obnoxious and loud, they're the ones who are, are, are the most scared. Baltimore fans, you can talk all the crap you want. Your team's history in the last five to six years is basically the same as the Browns. You finished fourth in the division a couple of years ago, you have one playoff win. Where you, you're our old team. You just, you want to be us. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I've never seen so many insecure people in my life. Back like, when oh. we were children and the Ravens won their last Super Bowl. Their quarterback's Noah Brown. Yeah. Looks like we got Jonathan's permission for our little soundboard thing. Good. Or or a Jonathan impersonator. Oh. It could be a bot. But I just wonder, it's it's just wild to me to see, like, so many, they just live in our content. Like, they have to be so loud to try to intimidate us because... Like, what are you trying to prove? I don't know, but now he's saying Lamar makes the playoffs perennial. That's not the goal. Uh, but didn't you guys just finish fourth? Was that two years ago? <laughs> yeah. So I, that's not every year to me. But and maybe, you know, whatever. You you said none and done, or one and done. What you ha- we have the same amount of playoff wins. Congratulations on losing the divisional round every year. <laughs> Good job. Yep. Or the wild card. All right. So okay. let's move on to Mr. Mick. How's that sound? How we doing, Browns fans? It's Mr. Mick, no longer in San Diego, up in San Jose for the holidays. What a great way to kick off the holiday season, Christmas Eve, with the Browns W. I I can't even describe how happy I am that our passing offense through the roof. We've spoken about the uh, running game, non-existent, something we will need to address in the offseason. You know, yeah, Nick Chubb comes back, but we need a backup. So, yeah, we need to look into that. Hot take, we need to sign Joe Flacco as a backup or something following this year. Because once Deshaun gets back, you know, knocking on wood here, something happens. We need Joe Flacco or somebody that's a pure pocket passer as a a backup. Because as we've seen, we have the weapons to be a pass-first offense. And this is even with our backup, even third-string line i think we got something going here for future generations future seasons to come but hey one game at a time stack them let's go brownies uh we just kind of touched on the joe flacco thing so we won't go back to that uh i guess we should have planned better (laughs) um but no again i i think uh, just real i think deshaun can again i think he's got to look in the mirror and realize some things he's got to do better i think kevin's got to look in the mirror see how he can tweak the offense a little bit to better fit deshaun but again he was he was turning the corner it seemed his last three full healthy games uh again i'm ecstatic for this brown season he said he can't a great way to start christmas i was so like cloud nine i did i thought i'm so nervous for every browns game to to see us come out and just take control from the start and just and just keep piling. Just dominate for the whole game. And I know it got a little touch and go for a minute at the end. And some people were, were uh, worried. I admittedly it was 
slightly nervous that if they score one more time, I was like, this can't come down to where we need a field goal or something. <laughs> like that would just be typical Browns, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, if you're wondering why all of a sudden they just lit us up, our, our second and third stringers are currently our starters. So whenever we pull our starters, we're playing guys – we're playing practice squad, fourth and fifth stringers. Texans still had their starters in. I mean, Davis Mills is a pretty highly – I mean, he was drafted quarterback. Where was he drafted? Who? Where was he dra- Dave, drafted? Davis Mills. He was the third rounder, I think. Oh, third rounder. Okay, okay, so it's so. not – you know, he's not like a, a seventh round. Like, he's played some football. He played a lot of football for them. So, um, yeah, it, it sucks we had to put the starters back in, but you had to understand we didn't pull starters and still have, like, high-level rotational guys in there. We pulled starters, and it was guys who – maybe wouldn't even be on the team if we were completely healthy. Right. So it, I know Jim Schwartz was, was heated though. He was heated. I mean, Ventrone should, I mean the hands team, uh, teams, the, the percentage of teams that convert an onside kick is so freaking low in the NFL. There's no reason for it to ever happen to you. And then there go the Browns out there and it's like, you, you gotta be kidding me. They got that. Now, if that doesn't happen, I think the rest of that fourth quarter is just kind of like a, you just slide on out of the stadium. We're good to go. Yep. De- you know, D'Anthony Bell picks off one of those five pass. He, I mean, he was so close to a pick six yeah. that, I mean, would it ice the game right then and there? But either way, we, we definitely still had control over that. Yeah. Um, he mentioned one thing, though, that I think we do need to touch on is the run game. John, you said something earlier about Jerome Ford kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Jerome Ford was 15 carries for 25 yards, 1.7 to carry. He had a long of 10. So if you take out as long of 10, he rushed 14 times for 15 yards. I, I, um, so I actually, I reached out to Jake Burns on Twitter today to kind of get his input. I asked him, uh, I said, is Jerome Ford struggling or is it the line or is it really like both? I said, cause I didn't want to get on here and just trash Jerome Ford, if it, if there's just literally nothing there, he didn't answer. So I, I I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> what a lead what up, man! Yeah, I was like, like I said, yeah, damn, hey, man. I wonder what he, he had to say about this. I didn't, give him, I didn't give him a lot of time to answer. It's kind of last minute. Hot dang! Um, so I'm hoping if he if he if he gets back, I'll hopefully be able to put something out. Um, I didn't want because I haven't broken down and watched you know the all twenty. I'm only watching what's on TV. I barely have enough time to watch the game once. I would definitely get in trouble if I was trying to watch the game two and three times in the, you know, the other times I'm fast forwarding, rewinding, watching every play three times. That's what work is for. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, so, but so I didn't want to just come on here and trash Jerome Ford. What I will say just off me watching the game from my eyes, the line is clearly struggling in the run game that there's no lie to that, but yeah. there are times where man, it seems like there is something there, and he just doesn't make the cut. That's true. Yeah. He is slow to make the cut. He's indecisive, and he just and he turns what even could be a three yard gain into a zero to to negative yard run. And it's like we can't have that. Mm-mm. And and again, I I maybe it's fifty fifty, but to me it looks like it's sixty five thirty five. There are holes there. There. This is the NFL. You're not going to get just gaping wide, huge running holes. You know, sometimes it's just a sliver and you got him. You got to be able to see it. Yeah. And there are times where it looks like if he had vision, he would be able to put a foot in and hit a cut and be gone. And instead he just keeps stringing it to the outside kind of stutter stepping, stopping. I don't know how many times it looks like he's about to get the edge and he stops. Yeah. And it's like, man, if you just would have kept going, you might have been able to turn the corner and get five, six yards. But instead, you stop and you get tackled right there. And what could have been an eight-yard gain is a three-yard gain or a two-yard. And it's just like, he just doesn't. That's just from watching the runs one time on TV. That's what it looks like to me. It could be deeper than that. He doesn't look like he has any sort of angry running. He's got no juice, not really, like no no immediate burst. Like you said, he's always dancing behind the line. Then the few times that Pierre Strong gets to come in and get a carry, I feel like I mean, he only gets a few opportunities, but he hits a hole and he goes. And it's like, it might not always be for a huge gain, but there's explosion there. And it's like, ah, that's, that's what we don't have in our run game anymore. Yeah, Pierre Strong, five carries for 22 yards. Again, I don't understand why he's not getting the ball more. I the aside from the pass pro, you know, argument with him, 
I feel like the Browns are the type of team that they stick with their guys. They believe in their guys. They give them every opportunity to continue to, to grow and develop. But I just, I have not seen any sort of growth and development out of Jerome Ford. He had, he had that game against the Ravens and he looked great. Yeah. And we were like, man, holy crap. Maybe this guy's turning the corner. And I feel like he hasn't had a game like that since. Mm-mm. And nope. again, I understand that the line is banged up, but oh, man, break a tackle. Do you know what I mean? Like, do I, and I, I know I, maybe I sound stupid, this fat fucking guy on the podcast <laughs> telling this guy to break professional athletes tackles, but man, you're a running back in the NFL, like break an arm tackle sometimes make something out of nothing here and there. I'm not telling you to be Nick Chubb, but one yard a carry that is not that you can't be an NFL running back in, in 1.7 yards per carry. No, you know, what I mean? like, especially we're dicing them up through the air. Yeah, So, you know, they're not like stacking the box. Anymore. Yeah. Like, come on. And, and especially when strong comes in and goes five for 22 averages, 4.4 yards to carry. It, it's yeah. I don't know. It, he's the only strong or not Ford strong. Strong's the only guy really looking explosive out of the run game at all. Like cream hunt is a touchdown machine. He's a short yardage machine, but seven carries for 11 yards. He's nothing but a battering ram mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and we're not going to get any running out of the quarterback position anymore with the DTR injury. So I, I don't know what you do in the run game. Like you did, we, we, we signed what's his face, the practice squad. Do we give him, let, let see what he can do. Is he still on the team? Who are you talking about? We signed him like a three, four, three, four weeks ago. Chat help me out. Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he's still on the no team idea. or not. Is Kenyon Drake still on the team? He was chat? practice squad there for a while. <laughs> it's just been so frustrating watching these running backs not be able to do anything. And again, we're not blocking great up front. And teams know, you know, maybe the Joe Flacco slinging it around will help soften up some defenses and stuff like that. But the run game is rough. It's to the point where you almost don't even want to do it. The fact that we still ran the ball 30 times is kind of like, well, good job, Kevin. Because if I was calling plays, it might have been – 85 passes in no runs after <laughs> one run. I would have watched it one time and been like, nope, not that's anymore. not it. <laughs> so yeah, that's I think the sustaining the drives and, and keeping the ball and moving the ball downfield lended to being able to run the ball more, but Andrew Jackson said he got waved. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ford is setting up the play action. It's working. Is he setting up the play action or is it just the Browns history of having a good run game and Joe Flacco doing a good run fake? And Kevin Stefanski being known as a play action guy and a run and a run offense guru that is lending to the play action working because you can't tell me that his 1.7 yards per carry is what is setting up the great play action. Yeah. What does something happen in the chat? I'm just laughing at some, I never mind. What are you laughing at? <laughs> um, I don't like to just really. do it. Say it right now. <laughs> Aaron Butler. He just makes me laugh. Why? I think you called him an AI one time, which made me laugh. <laughs> He's not a real person. Don't even know who on team. Loser. Nice grammar. <laughs> Shit cuts deep. I'm yeah. sorry we don't have our practice squad completely memorized by heart. It yeah. changes every week. You'll have to see. you have to understand, Aaron. Well, Some of us have these things called lives. <laughs> we have like a wife and a child and a job. And we don't just sit in the public library with the free internet because we don't have our own <laughs> and uh, look up every single thing about the Ravens or our team. Oh, he doesn't know their practice squad guys either. Uh, he, he knows their practice squad. He knows their weight. He knows their wingspan. He knows their size. He knows everything. <laughs> That's Jeez. what happens. Kind of wait for that. Yeah. When you're powered by chat GPT. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you ready for Brad Moneymaker this week? Hell yeah. yeah, you know I am. Yo, what's up, Browns fan? This is Brad Moneymaker. Yo, we got a Christmas present. Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. Oh, yes. Not a huge fan of uh, both our kicker and punter both being hurt at the same time. Uh, hopefully we figure that out or heal up fast enough by Thursday, but I have a feeling we're going to have to move around some pieces at least for Thursday somehow if that, or who knows. Uh, defense was looking real legit. Obviously, <laughs> seeing some of our starters in that game wasn't a great idea, but, I mean, I like the sentiment, but our backups are uh, practice squad guys. So, yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at. Anyways, I hope you guys all had a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to all you guys. Let's go. 
That was a very serious Brad moneymaker. Yeah, that's the most, that was the most serious I've seen that. <laughs> seen that guy come through on the uh, voicemail. So he talked, to, I think before we wrap up the Texans part of the show, we should talk about the guys we signed. Um, I know we signed a kicker, Josh. You put out, you have some information on. Yeah, so we signed Riley Patterson. He, uh, I believe this was his third season in the league. He's 24. He's a young guy. But he played most of this season with uh, the Detroit Lions, uh, 15 of 17 field goals, 35 of 37 PAT. The big one for me was this season, he's been 100% perfect from 30 to 49 yards. And I think his only two misses, he, he was like one of two or two of three from 20 to 29. And then he's one of two from 50 plus, as long as 52. So I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about the, the biggest concern with him is the fact that he's been primarily a dome kicker. My, my hope here is this is just like a one-week rental. I know Hopkins is week to week, but, man, I'm hoping – or, or two-week two. rental. I'm yeah. hoping it's – he misses this week. We, hopefully we win and clinch. Don't need him next week. We don't week. need him in week 18. And then Hopkins is good for that divisional round. That's what that's what the I'm wild card round. The wild card yeah. round, yeah. Um, because I don't want to have to rely on this guy. I know I heard he, based on the stats. I, I guess everything I heard is the reason he was on the team is he missed a couple extra points and they just back to back games. He missed an extra point and they cut him. They cut him. Yeah. So, but other very than low that, tolerance up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they obviously haven't seen the the um, having a guy like Cade York. Oh my god. Uh, so, and then I saw we we hired Matt. Hack Matt Hack. Matt, hopefully he can hack it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've been waiting all day to say that. That's good, man. <laughs> nice. Did you deliver the way you were hoping? Yeah, it came out a little flat. I think it didn't really hit like a I thought too it was over going to. It, it, it kind of it's it, it sucks losing both of these guys. You don't think about it, but Bahorquez or however you say his name, oh, he's boy. been a weapon this year. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We were like, talking about this with Discord. He's also your holder. Yeah, he's been a, a big-time weapon this year. I mean, he had a 72-yard punt a couple weeks ago. It went from we were punting from the uh, shadow of our own end zone thinking they're going to have the ball at the 50 to they had the ball at the 20. Yeah. I mean, he's been – and then obviously what Hopkins has meant to this team can't be overstated. I mean, well, in the stat, I mean, Hopkins is number one in the NFL among kickers. I mean, it's crazy. Field goal. He's, he's number one in field goals made hundred percent from 50 yards plus this year. I think it's eight of eight. Like that was the one place he, he was 50% for his career. I think when we signed him, we looked at the stats hundred percent this year. I mean, he has been like Lights one out. of the MVPs of this team this season. That was something we always thought, at least for me personally, like the last few years, it was such a liability. Like anytime we yeah. like kicked a field goal, I was just like, I'm going to hold my breath and probably <laughs> pass out. And then be super disappointed. Like, so it was so refreshing this year, just having a guy that like when he rolled out there, it was like, well, this is money. This is good to go. And uh, tough break, tough break. Hope he gets healthy. Um, yeah, hopefully we want him. Two weeks we're, yeah. We're going to want, we're going to need him in the playoffs. Do we know what happened with Corey? Like, is it, is it's he a for quad, sure out? quad injury. Uh, I think he has been ruled out for, to, for the Thursday. I saw Hopkins was for sure. I didn't see for sure about him. I just saw that he got hurt on a kickoff. So he, I guess maybe. Uh, so he's been DNP. He was did not practice today. So yeah. I, would yeah, I wouldn't say, either. But yeah, I would expect him probably not to play, especially if you're bringing another punter. It in. just sucks that your kicker gets hurt trying to make a tackle on a botched field goal yeah. coverage yeah. or field or kickoff coverage, and yeah. then your kicker or your punter gets hurt filling in for him. Yeah, kicking, kicking, <laughs> kicking pooch. <laughs> Shit sucks. Uh, did we have any more voicemails about this? Did didn't we, Kenny Mack have one? Yes, he does. Here he is. Yo, dog pack. Merry Christmas. And what a Christmas Eve it was. That angel, Joe Flacco, bestowed the Christmas miracles. A W for all the good Browns backers, boys and girls. With 368 yards and three touchdowns. And 265 of those at Cleveland Browns record to Amari Cooper, who also had two freaking amazing touchdowns. But what about that Telestrator crew, man? Come on. Martin Emerson and that the league, you know, cracking down on all his holding. Well, what about Miles freaking Garrett? What about all the holding on him? Where the hell is that? And didn't you guys get sick of like, oh, the Texans and all their injuries? <laughs> well, what about the Browns? That's how we just keep winning, and we don't even need a kicker or a punter anymore. So... If you were on that list 
for coach of the year, guess what? Kevin Stefanski beat you. I'm out. Oh, oh. I thought he was going to do the whole thing like uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas. I got really excited. I was like, this is going to be epic. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the, I, I feel like sometimes, and I feel like probably every fan thinks this, when they watch a game, the announcers are anti their team. Yes. But Mar- Mark Sanchez clearly was just so bad and then this one i didn't think was as bad but to, to sit there and just keep talking about the the texans injuries while we're playing joe flack like the fourth he, quarterback yeah, of our season turn, yeah. did you see he was playing quarterback for us he was on the couch a month ago you guys so, remember nick chubb where's he at yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. like that, that's just kind of wild the, the martin emerson holding calls some of them oh my god dude like come on Come on, guys. I, I saw somebody said somebody must have told the refs to quit calling that stupid stuff at halftime because after halftime, it, it kind of went away. It was mm-hmm. like, come on. They have to be able to, to play a little bit. Yeah. And I can understand if it's full-on wrap-up. This little, like, you get five yards, and at five and a half yards, he puts a hand lightly on his shoulder. We're going to, come on. Like, it is such a terrible call. It, it's awful. Yeah. It, especially when, again, Miles Garrett can't get a holding call called. At all in three yeah. games, but still, I mean, Case Keenum, sixty-two yards passing. I mean, our our defense, and like we kind of opened the show talking about our defense, how we've been just saying all season, can we travel? Can we just go on the road once and be elite? We're elite at home mm-hmm. all the time. Why can't we just go on the road and and be? I think I talked about it last. I said, can we just be eighty percent of what we are at home? Well, we went and we were made we a were statement. All of it made a statement. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm pumped about the Thursday game being at home. Like a chance to yes. clinch at home is awesome. awesome. Playoff environment. Yep. It that's will be. It, it's, that's what it's going to feel like. So, uh, all right, we're going to wrap up the Texans portion part. If you're listening to this on the audio part, it's going to just randomly end. Go listen to the next part, which is the uh, the Jets, Jets preview. preview. I said I was going to end it like this. This is the end of the episode. Not. <laughs> great boy oh, you reference. did there you go <laughs> great. uh no but if you are listening to the audio don't cut it yet josh and you like kenny mack and you're not going to watch the jets preview make sure you tune in on friday kenny mack's going to be with us in the studio so i want to get that out for yes. anybody who's listening on audio all right now thanks for listening to another episode of the dogs podcast make sure you subscribe on youtube and follow us on twitter at the dogs podcast Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.